Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the other smooth voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClam, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go. Internets, let's turn up. One time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show cause milk said so fuck what you heard better act like you know it's the premium pete show incidents before we get to this week's episode i have a very very special special sit down okay when i say sit down it's it's obviously with people who are doing things i always say you never know who's going to be on the premium pete show it could be gary v it could be uh ll cool j it could be the founder of venmo it could be it, it could be anybody but most importantly is people that I believe in, people that are doing things, people that are really pushing the culture, people that are furthering things. Entrepreneurship is an all-time high. It's uh, something that people want to be every day. But it's not all uh, you know what it seems. All that good is, is in gold, but there's a lot of people doing dope things, whether that be creating apps, uh, doing films, uh, creating uh, brands, products. And then there's people who fall in line exactly what... I believe in. And it's funny that uh, a couple of people along the way have told me, yo, how the fuck did you get involved with these guys who created Sopranos Con? Um, and I, I laugh. I said, why do you say that for it? I said, because it's so fitting. It's so fitting to what you do. You know, there's a lot of things I do. I've been able to travel to the world from what I do. I've been able to create a livelihood from what I do. But not everything is as fun as something you love and something you care about. And these gentlemen here, minus one guy, but uh, he's still involved very heavy, uh, help create Sopranos Con, which, you know, if you're listening uh, this week, November 23rd and 24th at the Meadowlands Exposition Center is Sopranos Con. Now, some people may ask, what's Sopranos Con? Hold on, we will get to it. But there's three creators, Daniel Trader, or Danny Trader, you could call him, Michael Mata, and Joseph Fama. Okay, so Joseph, like I said, ain't with us today, but I wanted to have you guys on to really explain to the people who are listening before the con or even if it's after of how the hell you came together to create something that, to be honest with you, I always say that I can't believe that was never done. The biggest Sopranos event in the history for one of the greatest television shows ever. Uh, I welcome Dan, Mike to the Premium Pete Show. Internets. What's up, Pete? Thanks for having us, man. Listen, uh, last time we sat down, we were in a hotel room. You guys are holding a mic. I go listen to the audio. I'm like, fuck, man. This is fumbled shit. We got to get into the studio. <laughs> in Providence, Rhode Island. <clears throat> First off, thank you for having us out there. You know, you you brought us out there. We did a couple of things with the, you know, preparing for Sopranos Con. And I'll be honest with you, it felt like family. From I mean, we we're on the gondola. I didn't even know what the fuck a gondola was. I was like, you know, somebody's like, oh, you're on the gondola. I'm like, who's that? You know? And- <laughs> You know, you really open up welcome arms. I never knew anybody from Rhode Island. Um, I experienced, I met your father-in-law, I met your wife, I met everybody. And anyway, you know, just it, 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 it's amazing how from a common interest of a TV show, from a common interest of, of, of a culture that was created, because, you know, when you think about it, The Sopranos was a culture, its own, its own, its own family, its own craziness. 
you know, that you could create friends, that you could be sitting with people, that you could, you know, we went to uh, uh, Tony Sirico, Paulie Walnut's house. We, you know, hanging with Federico and, you know, yelling at him that he's a guinea and he's on the uh, on the phone under the tunnel in the Brooklyn. Or just all these other things you have done. Anyway, how the hell did you guys, I let Michael start telling the story, how did you guys come together to even want to do this? Now, before we even get to that, I know that you have done a couple of little events, but to think to do something like this, how did that even happen? Great. So we, uh, uh, like you said, a few times I've done a couple of events in Rhode Island. I own an event venue called Skyline at Water Place. It's a beautiful place. Thank you, sir. And uh, it's actually on the water where the gondolas yeah. go around. There's fire. Water yeah. fire, it's called. It's beautiful. a beautiful place. And uh, so I had an event. um at that time, Sopranos Wines was very big. This is going back four or five years. And uh, they had brought some uh, cast members in. Um, it was Steve Sherpa, um, actually Tony Sirico. And I had met these guys. And, you know, I decided I wanted to do an event because of my passion for Sopranos. And at that time, I met Federico Castelluccio, who became a dear friend of mine. It was and his we, Fiorio Junta. That's right. And we kept in touch for a few years. Um, and I had this great idea. And that idea was to have James Gandolfini and the rest of the cast uh, and do a Q&A with Lorraine Bracco. Wounded Warriors Project would have been the uh, um, uh, charity of choice. And then we travel all around the world. So I spoke to Federico about it. He started making phone calls. Everything was good. And unfortunately, the passing of James Gandolfini put the brakes on everything. Rest in peace. So last December at my own venue, I decided, you know what? I want to I want to do this thing. I want to be the moderator. I want to be the guy who actually gets in the front, put my soprano jersey on, my red iconic shoes, um, and uh, and ask some questions. So I had Federico Castelluccio, Furio, Big Pussy, uh, Vincent Pastor. I had uh, uh, Dan Grimaldi, which is a wonderful guy, uh, Patsy Parisi, and I had uh, uh, Jason Serbone, who played Jackie Jr. And we did a dinner, sold out. Everybody loved it. I was in heaven. It was beautiful. Signatures. Everybody was happy. And I posted the shit out of it. As you said, social media has changed the world. Um, I get a call a few months later by uh, this gentleman, Time Memorial. I have no idea who he is. He messages me and says, you know, I see that you did an event. I run, I run, I run an event page uh, for Sopranos. Can you help me put together an event? So he wanted to now. Now that's you. That's me. Did yeah. you did you have an idea of cutting him in, or you just wanted to like you know these days people say pick your brain and then they want to run with your shit. That's exactly what I was trying to do is just pick his brain because uh, <laughs> like you know like Mike said I've been running this page on Facebook for about ten years and we all wanted to just get together, which is called Time Immemorial. Time Immemorial, which yes. is a title. In an episode, this thing of is Sopranos. a pyramid. Explain yes. that for people who may be listening who may not know. Right. So, uh, if you're a hardcore fan, you might recognize the uh, the scene when Tony is, uh, you know, giving it to all of his capos who aren't earning enough, and he's like, "You guys are supposed to be or- supposed to be earners. You know, this is why you have the top tier positions. This thing is a pyramid since time immemorial. So that's where that's where I got the name from. Uh, I've been just posting clips, screenshots, quotes, just talking with people, like conversing about the show, theories, talking about the ending, stuff like that. We and all- you and you've had. Uh, 
cast members join this Facebook group. Yes. Uh, you have had cast members, fan, uh, wives, and uh, yes, uh, yes, kids. Like so, you've had basically this this Sopranos group of of a large amount just really communicating with each other over the years. Over the years, yes. Uh, reliving uh, some different moments by memes or or clips or or whatever, right? Correct. So, I mean, the memes kind of just more of a recent thing in the last like three or four years. I mean, once we started realizing how much material comically that there was in the show that could be transformed into memes it's just you know we haven't run out of material yet it's been three or four years and we just keep going but that's that's what it evolved into for sure so so you so he gives you a call he wants to pick your brain he wants to you know uh, uh throw an event he realizes that you did something but it wasn't like you know and, and i've seen it, it you, you've had a, a couple cast members there but it wasn't what we have you know here with sopranos con how did you reply to that like did you you know so i i i was busy I'm bu- I'm a very busy guy. I'm always doing a hundred different things. So I said, ah, should I take this call? You know, he's going to pick my brain and you know, is it going to be a waste of time? So I, I remember it vividly. I was riding on Mineral Spring Ave. Those in Rhode Island will know where that is. Um, and I took the call and I started to listen to him. And once I realized what he has been curating for so long mm. and being a marketing guy and an entrepreneur, I said to myself, hmm, quickly, um, should I help them put together a small event or is there an opportunity here to do something big? Again, Soprano, I'm just coming off this Soprano event. It was awesome. I could do something much larger. And and that was it. The rest is history. I started talking to him about it. Uh, he started sharing ideas about him and Joe um, and what they've come up with. Which Joe's our other partner, Joe Farmer, who's more on the creative construction size for exhibits and, and print. Um, and then Dan, obviously, on the social media side. And then me with my connections on sure. who I know, I said, this is this is a recipe. So Dan said, you know what? I want to talk to my partner. And again, at that point, there was no business put together. You know, this was this was th- two guys who hadn't met other than on the on the uh, social media. And he scheduled a call. And right after that call, we the three of us came together and said, you know what? Why do it with two? Let's do it with three. Mm. And uh, we came up with the idea. Uh, you know, it's funny. This the story is actually pretty funny. So quickly, um, we we decide to do it. We say we were going to do it. Um, so we went back and forth and we thought about Johnny Sack. Johnny Sack's wedding location. Yeah, daughter, where the daughter yeah. got yes, married. We married. Yeah, yeah. And we're and saying, eh, came. maybe not so big enough. The feds come, he yeah, starts yeah. to cry. He said, oh, maybe it's not big <laughs> enough. Let's go bigger. So I forget, I think it was me, but I forget. I think it was the Meadowlands we said. So we said, you know what? Let's go to the Meadowlands. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm on it. I'll go check out the Meadowlands. I'll call them. I know a little bit about event venues. Let me see what I can do. So I called them up. I said, you know, look, we want to do this at event. It's for it's for Sopranos. Um, and just can you give me an idea of what it would cost? And, you know, I, I don't remember exactly, but something between like twenty five and thirty thousand dollars for the venue. Now, I'm known for having some big balls. So I said, OK, yeah, no problem. That works. So I said, to He's these modest guys, too. I said, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. You have a list of people. We're insane Soprano fans. The venue's 30 grand. Why don't we put it out there, build a website. You put it on your social media. I'll put it on my social media. We all put it on our social media. Let's see if people want to do this. We'll know right away. So I remember I, I fly to Vegas uh, with my wife and uh, Dan said, yeah, I was talking to Dan and my wife's ready to kill me. And I'm like, oh, let's come up with some prices for packages. And we're going back and forth, back and forth. We launch a website with no no venue, 
three cast members. We had the horse. We had uh, Pio Mai. Pio Mai. We had Big Pussy because mm. I knew him. Yeah. And we had Federico. Mm. They said, "You sure you want to post this?" I mean, we don't even have the venue. We haven't even met them. I said, "Let's just try it." You know, in two days we sold ten thousand dollars in mm. tickets. Mm. And right there, the light bulb came on. I said, we're on to something. I'll be home in a few days. Let's meet the Meadowlands. Uh, and then the last story is we go to the Meadowlands, the three of us. We walk out of our vehicles. We're all dressed in Sopranos. First time we ever met. Business has already started. Website's already going. $10,000 is on. It's already in an account. We don't even know who, who's looking at the account. We look at each other. We give each other a hug. We go inside. We sit down with the woman. She's all serious. She go, We said, oh, we want to throw this event. She goes, let me ask you a question. Did you already stop promoting this event? Said, Why? What, what do you mean? What, what, what does that mean? She was people are already calling, looking to buy tickets. You guys didn't even, even came here. I said, <laughs> oh, you know what? We have a check for you. Don't worry about it. And that was it. That's how it started. That's classic. Balls. You know, Balls. Yeah, very bo- You know, it's funny. When, when again, when we when I went down to Rhode Island, never been to Rhode Island. I'm a New York, Brooklyn Italian. I was like, wow, there's fucking Italians out here. You know? <laughs> um, we sat down and had dinner. But you know what I realized? I, I remember w- when- it came around for everybody to speak and they're like, who you are. And, you know, I was like, oh, fuck, now I got to, you know, who am I? It's so hard to explain sometimes, I feel like. I don't know if anybody ever feels that way, but it's hard to always explain, say, what you fully do or who you are. Or, you know, and I remember when it came to me, I remember saying, in order to pull this off, do you remember? I was like, you have to be yeah. some crazy bastards. Yeah. And, and, and I just had met you and I said, and that's what you are, you know, because, you, you know, you, you think about it, but it's like, now we sit here and for those who are listening this weekend, November 23rd and 24th at the Meadowlands is Sopranos Con. Those who are listening after, stay tuned, keep it locked to all the channels, keep it locked to here. There are, are, are bigger announcements, there's more cons coming up, there's more different stuff. So if you're listening to later on, if it's Christmas, Merry Christmas to you, Happy Annika, and you're listening, you know, you missed an amazing event. But there's more stuff coming from these guys. Um, but if you're listening right now where it's coming up, make sure you get your tickets. Head over to SopranosCon.com. Go to the door if you want, if you know, if, if, if you don't like uh, putting your stuff online. There's some people that don't like putting their stuff online. Could you believe mm-hmm. this? There's a few. You know? But anyway, <laughs> what people can expect is, and which I find crazy, and, and correct me if I'm wrong and chime in, is it's not only, and I, I've been getting this from a lot of people since I've been, you know, involved in it. Like I've gone to, you know, LA and I was here, I was all over the place. People, when I see them, I say, what's this? This is crazy. You're involved in the Sopranos con. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's a great thing. A lot of people are like, so what is exactly it's, it's going to be? I think that's what people think of. Like, okay, they get autographs, right? They get, now I tell them, think of a con when you think of like people maybe dressing up as people. On the website, I think you explained it right. See if you could word for word that when you wrote what it would be, kind of this feast. You know what I'm saying? I think we said it was a uh, the ultimate fan experience, or an interactive fan experience, you know, celebrating New Jersey culture uh, through our love for the Sopranos, a celebration of food, music, um, just like atmospherical stuff, you know, just, just things that are going to bring the community together. It's not just about the autographs. It's not just about the picture. Uh, it's about walking in and feeling like you're in the show and interacting with the fan base, you know, the community of people. This is a, 
a very thriving fan base. There's a lot of people out there who still love the show. It's very dear to them still. And like you said before, it, it impacted culture in a way where Sundays just have not been the same. Sure. And there hasn't sure. been anything since. And now we're here to celebrate. And that's why everybody's hungry for it, I think. Yeah. You know, it's funny, too, because even, you know, a lot of these guys, and that's the only thing I've realized about getting old, a lot of them are older. Mm. You know, uh, this episode coming up that people are going to listen to now with David Proval, who played Richie April. I mean, I remember people saying, oh, holy shit, you're at uh, Richie April's house. But God damn, he looks older. And I'm like, well, that's what happens when you get up to almost 80 He's not old. Benjamin Button, right? Exactly. But the crazy thing is, you think about how many years it's been. It is crazy to me that the Sopranos particularly have never thought to do this before. Mm. You know, now, I don't know what people could expect. I think Praval was even mentioning it. But I heard there could be a little, uh, that David Chase knows what's going on here. Uh, is possibility he could be uh, pulling up at the con. Yeah. I mean, anything's yeah, we, possible. We sent him an invite. I'll tell you, last week, um, I got a call from the Gandolfini family, mm-hmm. um, and they're coming to the con. Yep. And they waited a few months to make sure that this was real. Um, we've gone to many, many events. Uh, I said Supporting that, them, yep. Yeah. I mean, we go to the opening of an envelope nowadays. You know, we, we try to get as much media as possible and show that this is real. You know, this is for the fans, by the fans, legit. Um, so they called, and, and they're coming down, his wife, daughter. So now it's almost brought it to a whole nother level, at least to us in our mind and heart, that we have to really do this. You know, we look at the show as a show that we were able to 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 take a look at and watch from home and be with our family. But unfortunately, this family's lost someone so important to them. We know how important he was to us and he was someone we watched on the TV. So now to have that tribute, that tribute's going to take a little bit more of us, you know, getting together and making sure we do it tastefully, um, uh, impactful. So when they come, it's it's something that they'll never forget. So we take it serious. Is there going to be a a tribute to his family? There is. So we have a whole tribute for James Gandolfini. We have a tribute to all that have passed. So many people, unfortunately, have passed. And, and they are getting old. It's 20-year anniversary. Yeah. You know, Some of them were older then. Sure. Obviously, you're only going to continue to get old. Um, we were just with uh, um, uh, Jerry Adler, uh, Hesh, yep. and he's 88 years old. Yeah. He looked fantastic. Yeah. But, Uncle you know, Junior, <laughs> Dominic Chinese, yeah, uh, how old is he? Yeah, he's from London. He's got to be up there. I think he's close to 90. Yeah. I mean, Tony Sirico is what, 78 years old? They're so getting older. So you think about it. He was 58 when he was playing Sopranos. Bring it back a couple of years, he was 52. And still to think old. that people are still have that passion. Every time I say Sopranos Con, Sopranos, every time someone sees me that knows what we're doing, they're just... There's not one person, put it this way, there's not one person I've talked to that doesn't have an interest in either coming, knowing more about what we're doing, or they're just shocked that we're doing it. Like you said, well, someone has to I've heard up. of Sopranos. Exactly. That's what they all say. Well, well, even we even spoke about this too, uh, and I have friends that a lot of them have watched it all the time, like we, like I did, you know, uh, Sunday Run Home. And then there's people who are, who are younger, like even like, you know, uh, my friend and videographer Benson, he's young, but uh, uh, binge watch, you know, like watch on HBO demand or whatever. If it's a it's a broken fire stick, allegedly, you know, uh, we're not we're not telling on them. <laughs> um, but these 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 kids, younger kids who are you know who are watching it again, and it, it's it, it's so ahead of its time. It's one of the reasons why I love Goodfellas so much, mm-hmm. why I love Casino so much, Donnie Timeless. Brasco. Way ahead. Think about when Goodfellas was put out, and think about how ahead of his time Scorsese mm-hmm. was. 
the way he did things, the, the, the things, you know, uh, me and Dan, we, we, we speak a lot. And, I, you know, I speak to you from time to time. Mike, but a lot of us will make, as we talk, make jokes of parts in movies. Sure. Or make jokes or parts in Sopranos, you yes. know. Um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's just become a way of life. You know, what I do want to tell the people who are listening, because this is not only about Sopranos. It's more about entrepreneurship. You know, you guys like Sopranos, right? Cool. I love it too. People listening to understand it became a business now. Mm. Now it's serious. You know, you guys see it like this is something you find love doing Time Memorial and, and, and making a fan page. and Absolutely. You know, but now all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, we're working over here. Mm-hmm. When, you know, when did you say to yourself, like, you know, uh, this could be a business? Because keep in mind too, it's not easy to recover in events sometimes and, uh, it could be good money, but then it could be, you know, you hope to uh, break even or, you know, and, and then learning budgets. And, and again, you have thrown events before, but uh, it's a risk. What made you okay to jump out there? I know you said you have balls, but, you know. Big balls, I yeah. said, yeah. <laughs> the size of an Irish broad. Everyone's here. We got balls, but these are big balls. So, yeah, you know, it's a good question. You know, I've been an entrepreneur for a while. You know, I have I have an event venue, yep. so obviously, you know, it's a several million dollar business. I, I have employees. I had employees when I was at Alex and Ani. So I get it. What made me more most um, excited about this project is the passion that we have. When you have passion, you know, and it's cliche, but people say, you know, if you love what you do, you never work in a day in your life. This is work right now. So the three of us are in New York talking about the show that we love. So sure. is it work? Yes. Am I away from my family? Absolutely. But there's just a lot of shit that I'd rather not be doing than this. So once I realized that there's a way that we can make money, most shows will not make money the first time. Most will fail. Most businesses fail mm-hmm. two to three years in. Um, however, I knew that once we started this ball rolling, I could see the momentum and I knew this was going to be a profitable entity. We now have spent $400,000 on this event. Mm. Um, that's because of the fact that we want to make it larger than life. We could have done with less people. We have 55. Could I have done it with 15? Sure. Did we have to go to Wait, the Meadowlands? Let me stop you for a yeah, second. Go ahead. 55, 55 cast, cast members. members. And also, we mentioned earlier uh, uh, in the conversation, but Pile My, people who are Sopranos fans that know, is the horse. The real horse. It's still alive. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's not dead. In the, t- in, in, in the show, it, it, was, it burned down. Still alive, you will be able to take a picture with Pile My, the horse from Sopranos. That's Maybe right. Petter Muzzle. Even more so, uh, Tony's Escalade will be there. Yeah. The the tan one, the cream one, will be there. The uh, car that uh, um, Sil that uh, Silvio was shot in. Yes. Will be there at the Bing. At, at the Bing. Yep. There will be also a, a gallery of different clothes that were uh, worn. What's that lady's name? Or 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 that will be handling something. She used to handle the uh, wardrobe. Is Jeff Marchetti. Be- oh, Jeff, Jeff Marchetti. Yes. Yeah. So yep. he was uh, an, a cast member. Yep. He actually was James Gandolfini's close, close friend and business partner. He's bringing about twenty-five different articles of clothing that'll be all dressed in mannequin. Um, he's actually a set director, and people will be able to see this stuff. Big pussy. The suit he was in when he got tossed off the the boat. Yep, yep. We got it. You know, with the blood stains. You know, uh, there's so many different track suits and different things. Things we, that people have never seen. We got the carpet that Paulie wrapped his foot in. That's in right. Pine Barrens. Really? Yeah. And we'll Bruno Magli over here. Some ketchup packets. Too. <laughs> yeah. We shot some Roy Rogers. Yeah. You know, uh, it's 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 tough too. You know, 
to get people to believe in more sponsorship wise mm. the first time an event because they always want to see results sucks you know it, it does the first so everything's always backwards in life yes. right when you're young you don't have any money yeah. you're working hard and when you're old you got all the money yeah when you're doing these events you can't get sponsors people hate it it's just difficult. People want to know what they're going to expect, but sometimes you have to have those balls. Yes, to believe. You in have it. Yeah. to believe yeah. in it. You didn't have to believe in it. Yeah. You know, you just met us. You yeah. know, if you don't believe in it and you don't try, you'll never. You have to swing to hit the ball. You know what I mean? I've dealt with sponsorships for years, and I always get the same story. And I try to explain to them that it's branding. You need to brand yourself. It's not about how many cannolis you're going to sell and at the end you're going to make enough cannolis to make amount of money that you made for those cannolis it's about now you have federico castelluccio eating one of your cannolis sure how much would have that cost you sure you got 50 cast members eating your brownies how much would that have cost you but people don't think outside the box and that's why they'll always stay in that little lane of theirs mm. sometimes you have to open it up and say to yourself there's more opportunity out there. You don't always have to kill it. These days, the the people that are the employees and, and the younger generation, they don't want to give. When I started videography, doing wedding videography, I worked three months for free. Try to get someone to work for five minutes for free nowadays. Mm. I had I gained knowledge that I would I would have had to go to school for. Mm. I got it for free. So what would that have cost me? So I think, you know, it's on the business side. People really need to open up a little more and stop looking at the the pennies. You know, look at the big dollars that you can make. We could have easily said, you know what? Let's stop at 200 grand. We'll make 200, 250,000 extra. The problem is it wouldn't have been as the event that we're going to sure, have. Sure. And that wouldn't have allowed us to now have Atlantic City, how's that? Reach out to us and want us to now go do our event there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to Vegas because in November we're bringing the show to Vegas. We wouldn't have had that. So we could have been, you know, there's an old saying, pigs get fat. Mm -hmm. Hogs get slaughtered. Mm. We can all be pigs, but once you become a hog, then then it doesn't work out. Mm. Not everybody's got to eat. Gems, gems, gems on the premium Petro, man. It ain't, ain't nothing new. And I guess I should uh, uh, pack for Vegas soon too. Right? Yes, for sure. No Internet. <laughs> I'll be in Vegas. Uh, Dan, do me a favor. Start running down some of the cast members as we uh, wind this down. That are gonna we be got Dominic Kianese, Uncle Junior. We got Tony Sirico, uh, Paulie Walnuts. We got Vincent Pastore, Big Pussy. Uh, Vincent Curatola, Johnny Sack. Who we got? We got Dre DeMatteo, who played Adriana. We have um, Sophia Milos, who played uh, the lady boss in Italy. We have Catherine. She's hot. Yeah. We got Catherine Narducci, who played uh, Charmaine Bucco. Who else we got? The Manson we got Lamps. Rishi April, David Proval, Manson Lamps himself. We got Ray Abruzzo who played Little Carmine. We even got some people who weren't in Sopranos, but there's some connective tissue. We have like people from Green Book, the Academy Award winners, the writers, yeah. the, the, their father is Tony Lip who played Carmine yep. Senior, yep. and they're going to be there playing, uh, telling his side of the story. We even got the car from the from the, the Green Book there. car. I also again, people listening, go to SopranosCon.com, get your tickets, show up. It's a two day event. Uh, again, it's not just coming there to get an autograph or a picture in this experience. You can look at pieces, memorabilia. You could buy things, Mikey likes it will be there with a collaboration ice cream sopranos con. It. it's called the forget about it we'll probably sell out of that very quick uh uh we have something going on with uh um uh, bj betts is doing tattoos and also uh the other tattoo artist karina novella uh, yeah, she's novella. A very talented girl. there'll be tattoos there it's crazy because people are going to be very interested you know what i love that bj betts did the tiger on the arm that tony had 
I was like, wow, that's a great, you know, I didn't even think of that, like, where, because Tony had that tiger mm-hmm. tattoo. But, you know, uh, there'll also be barbers there. There'll be uh, people selling merch. There'll be uh, live painting. We got there'll, Mosh. There'll be, oh, shouts to Mosh, my friend Mosh Custom Kicks, who uh, did four Pumas and one Air Force One, uh, which which will be unveiled soon. And I mean, listen, a lot of pieces of culture coming together to present this. There'll also be a lot of panels. There'll be autograph sessions. There'll be a poker game hmm. uh, that you could play with some of the Soprano cast the members. Bada bing. There'll be the Bada Bing. Holson's will be there. The legendary uh, uh, place rings. that uh, uh, was the last scene in Sopranos that uh, turned black and everybody doesn't know what happened. Well, <laughs> who knows what happens. Even the guy who was wearing the members <laughs> only jacket that walked by him. That's right. You know, uh, before we get to this uh, special episode with David Perval, who played Richie Aprile, um, what would be, you know, you, uh, uh, Mike, Dan, and and Joey coming together, bringing this together, giving giving people a chance to experience something they love so much? People are flying in from Australia, flying in from fucking uh, uh, London, flying in from fucking Tokyo, you know, to really experience this. What would you say has been your best moment? Like, meaning like where, you know, a lot of people don't celebrate wins. I say this all the time. But celebrate what, all wins. But what, what what would be a moment? like? Your it's, moment really, so it's really hard to, to really quantify I, I know it. Because... Say one, but well, for me, it's like a, this whole thing is like the ultimate fan experience. I mean, I'm, I'm always poking him and, and Gina and Joe whenever we're doing anything, and I'm like, I'm dead, right? I mean, like I've been watching this show for 25 years, and I'm in Paulie Walnut's apartment. Yeah, yeah that was that sick. is just like a very surreal moment. A lot, of, a lot of this hasn't really fully kicked in yet, but I mean, like that. That was probably the height. For I me. know, I, I you know, it's so funny too. What I love about Dan, I know he's a, a big fan of a lot of things culture. And one thing I love is that I remember when, uh, you know, I, I I think he just had congratulations to Action Bronson, but I know he had a uh, he had a new kid come along. So, but I know at one point in time we Solid. were talking about working with him, and I was like, yeah, we'll get him on the phone. And and, and Dan's like, what the fuck is going on? I was just got off the phone with uh, uh, Uncle Junior. Now I'm on the phone with Action Bronson, and and and. It, it it's it's surreal when you create something dope, you know. Mm-hmm. I think uh, when people get a chance to do something they love, they really see the rewards for it, and that's the thing too. You guys are putting in the work for it, mm-hmm. you know. That's why I want people to know too. Or listen, come to the event, experience it, enjoy it, have fun, but also look at it as take something like this in your life and make something. It doesn't yes. have to be an event, yes. but it could be something that you believe in, something that you love, you know? And and, and it, sometimes it just takes time to do that. Uh, what would be a moment, again, we can't just take one moment, but sure. what would be a moment that you found special? Well, Probably I, meeting me, I would say. Easy. It really yeah, is. Yeah. It really is. You know, all <laughs> truth aside. Internets. Really no, you know, you know, there's a lot, but, you know, if I had to focus on one, I'd say that, you know, life has so many different things happening, and all of a sudden, on my lap, came two guys, Joe and Dan, who became like brothers, you know, way out of left field, one Baltimore, one Long Island, would have never met them. Um, it's opened up doors. It's opened up doors. I, I'm now in an animation, uh, yeah. an animated TV sh- uh, a movie that's going to come out, a mob movie. Uh, what's the name? Wise Guys and Whack Jobs yeah. by Tony um, Provenzano, right? You know, we have celebrities calling us. Um, we got offered a podcast. You know, people start to see the passion. There's only so many things in life that you can showcase that kind of passion. For us, it just so happens to be Sopranos. For others, like you said, it could be something totally different. Life gives you the lemonade, the lemons. You got to make your lemonade. Mm. So we're making mm. our lemonade. So it's mm. been an exciting, uh, exciting chapter in my life. You know, 39 years old. I know I look 25. 
Um, you but, look like a real Rockefeller. Yeah, but it's a lot of work. I want to say that. It's a lot, a lot of work. Listen, if you're willing to put in the work, life will give you some results. That's right. And, 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 and I will say this. One of my proudest moments of being involved with you guys and I- and Meeting me. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. No, no, I really appreciate the Rhode Island. Uh, you open up a red carpet, man, and, and, and let us walk on it. But and and, I, and and again, I, you know, with a con, we have uh, all these movements. But I really have uh, been an honor to uh, work with you guys and really uh, uh, add input because you guys are dealing with input from. 40 different places but add the input I can and I felt like uh, I was like wow these are like friends you know what I mean and it's great when things happen like that because that doesn't always happen one of the proudest moments I think of Sopranos Con whether it is be a people listening now or later is watching you guys and your wives and your families believe in what you're doing because I've took that risk not in the event space but in life and to show them and prove to them and not in a disrespectful way oh, I'm going to show you but because sometimes people have doubts and stuff. Well, what is this? It's cool, but like, are we making money? Because, you know, I, I always make this point. Um, and, and A. King, who, uh, uh, for people who, who may not know if it's Sopranos, people listen, was a producer on a show. I was on C Combat Jack show. I always say this story. Um, we were in Atlanta, 2011. I was signing autographs and taking pictures. We weren't making no money because the podcast space was so small. So I remember coming home, telling my lady, you know, at the time I was like, oh, you know, I took all the, I'm signing autographs. And she's like, yeah, well, where the fuck's the money for the mortgage? <laughs> and I was like, fuck, you know. So so anyway, look, I say that to say this. Sopranos Con, November 23rd and 24th at the Meadowlands. Go to SopranosCon.com. Check it out. If you're listening later, stay in, stay in tune to Time Memorial. Stay in time to Sopranos Con. And I want to give people a real treat. This, I, what I want to do is make this episode for people listening to get a treat before we give them another treat. I got a chance while I was down in L.A. to sit down with the one and only David Provalo, who played in Mean Streets, who played in a bunch of other movies, Shawshank Redemption, but more so played in Sopranos. He was Richie Aprio, a, a real hard-nosed motherfucking guy. The Manson Lamps. The Manson Lamps. And, and I'll be honest with you, Beansy is his best friend. And and I sat with him and and what I and I mean I mean this I, anybody who listens to me that knows you know the premium Petro knows me uh, uh, I'm always speak from the heart what a great guy uh, a real heartfelt guy it was a privilege to be there stuck his wife in the closet I never heard from her since you know um, and and I, I swear to God he's like go go somewhere we got to be quiet you know and and was he building a ramp yeah I drive a Lionel up someone's ass. Um, <laughs> Anyway, Internet's Sopranos Con. It's legendary. Biggest fan event in Sopranos history. It's going to be amazing. Like I said, if you're listening, get it's happening this Saturday and Sunday, November 23rd and 24th at the Meadowlands Expo Center. Okay, get down there. Come say hello. Come experience. Grab some food. Uh, grab a picture. Grab an autograph. Tell Paulie Walnuts to go fuck himself. He may smack you, but um, it's going to be legendary. And like I said, Time Memorial on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Sopranos come, but more importantly, stay in tune to that because there's something else coming up in 2020, Mob Movie Con. It's going to be amazing. Uh, you'll hear more about it. I'm involved with these guys for the long run. It's not just one hit a quitter. Uh, yeah. And listen, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for telling your story. You know, I think more importantly, instead of promo, it's also hopefully we inspire somebody else. Do what you love. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Internets, I present to you, okay? We spoke about Sopranos Con with Michael Mata, Daniel Trader, and Joey Farmer. Now I present to you the David Perval 
Richie Aprile from The Sopranos episode of the Premium Pete Show. Let's get to it. Cheers. Okay, Antennas, welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Sitting down here with uh, a very good fellow, okay? Somebody who has had a long, long journey, okay? It goes by the name of David Perval, mm-hmm. okay? Has played many of your favorite uh, um, uh, characters in, in different types of movies, mm-hmm. different types of shows, mm-hmm. uh, dating back to Mean Streets, mm-hmm. Sopranos. Uh, he's a big jacket lover, you know, as we spoke mm-hmm. off air. Even like my jacket, you know? Yes. Uh, the one and only David Proval on the Premium P Show. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, I'm glad. Good to be here, yes. You know, uh, we're out here in Cali, yeah. and uh, you grew up uh, in Brooklyn. I want, I want people who, who may know of you to learn a little bit more. Yes. And for people who don't know of you at all, to learn about you. So, you grew up in uh, Brooklyn, New York, right? Absolutely. Now, at the time you grew up in, what neighborhood did you grow up in? Brownsville, East New York. How, how was that at that time? Do you know anything up? about it? No, I do, but I'm saying for people listening, at the time <laughs> well, you grew up... Well, I grew up in, in when the, it was a transition time in, in, in that particular neighborhood, in East New York and Brownsville. And... Uh, um, it went from in the 20s and 30s to the uh, Jewish uh, mob guys, mm-hmm. Murder Incorporated, to um, uh, to the shtetl, uh, the Jewish shtetl neighborhoods, to uh, where, where I was, where it was black, blacks were in and coming in, and uh, there were Italians and, uh, and Jews, and the heat was on. Uh, so it was the fifties in East Brooklyn mm. when things were beginning to become very strange. Did you have any ideas uh, of uh, you know as a young kid of being an actor? Always, yeah. Like that was what was your first job that you ever had? Uh, I w- I had the Gene Kelly role in the Three Musketeers with Lana Turner. Really? Yes, absolutely. But what about before? <laughs> be- did you have like a, a regular job that you worked? Did you work at the supermarket? Did you work oh, a paper yeah, route? Yeah, I did. I had a lot of jobs. Yeah, a lot of jobs. Uh, in fact, uh, a buddy of mine from the neighborhood said, well, "We're going to make millions of dollars if we open up beauty parlors in uh, the '60s." Sure, and. Uh, I invested my time in that. Oh, I did so many jobs. I delivered newspapers at three in the morning in, in LA. I loaded trucks. Uh, oh, a lot, lot of stuff. Now, now you grew up with mom and dad, right? In, in the with house. Mom. mom. What about dad? He, he, they were divorced? Um, he fell in love with long distance or something. Uh, mm. Did you ever get to know him? Very bad. No, not really. Mm. Did mom ever remarry or have a boyfriend? No. Okay. No, I was raised by five women mm, mm. and uh, protected, and uh, my role models, my heroes, are women. Mm. Always been. That's special, you know. For people listening, and that you know that may have similar, you know, had similar growing up with moms or aunts or grandmas. Right. What, what did that do for you without growing up as a father? Did it? Do you feel like you missed something? You know? Do you feel like? Uh, not growing up with a dad, like did that ever like come across your mind where you felt like? Of course, there are times you you you, you wanted uh, the boy needed that that uh, arm around the shoulder and say, "Hey, good kid, good job, what a yeah. nice catch," you know, whatever the moment served. But uh, what it did mostly for me is 
comfort with women and respectful women. Mm. I know how timely that may sound right now with bullshit coming out of Richie April. <laughs> you know, oh God, <laughs> Richie April's a feminist. He's a little sissy, isn't he? Yeah. So, well, you fucking sissy, he said. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- that's what it did for me. Yeah, yeah, that's important. It is important. Now, so, so you're working a bunch of jobs. And you're living in Brooklyn. You know, yeah. one thing is that... That is crazy. Is Richie Aprile? You played such a, a like you really played the part of an Italian. Yeah. You know, I didn't know until later on that you actually Jewish. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, did did anybody ever tell you that you look like Italian or you, you or you the way you moved? I mean, I mean, obviously we credit that to acting, but tremendous wise guy uh, acting skills. I mean, even with internet. Listen, well, I, I look. You know. Um, one of my very uh, strong role models was my brother-in-law is an Italian-American, very Italian-American, <laughs> extremely, and was a role model, a role model by my sister Mary. And, uh, I have been um, told that a lot. Mm. Serge Leone, on uh, a meeting with me, Bob De Niro set up for me, uh, wanted me in uh, the um, um, Once Upon a Time in America. Yes, yes. Classic. Um, classic. Yeah, right. And I, I told Bob, I said, you know, Bob, my mother's Jewish and uh, I can, you know, my grandmother was Jewish who raised me and I can speak and Bob said, you got to be in this movie with me. I'm going to introduce you to Sergio Leone. I sat down with eating pasta, laughing, eating, and finally he said, no, you're not going to be in my movie. I said, what is, well, well, why? You know, you know? He says, because you have the map of Italy on your face. <laughs> your eyes are Italian. Oco. I said, no, 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 I'm Jewish, Jewish. He went, no, you're not. Mm. I said, my mother's Jewish. He said, and, uh, Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it. Yeah. Do you hear what I just told you? Uh, yeah. Wait, wait. So, so I got that. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to, because of respect. Yeah. Since it's a very strange thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But no. Yeah. But disappeared on me. Yeah. So I am. No, of course. <laughs> you, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you know, so I'm not that much of a great actor. Hey, listen. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You know, you you said your first acting role was um what was it? What was it again? My first acting yeah. role was in Camp Sussex, New Jersey. I played Samson. Yeah. I was nine years old. What? Now they, they didn't pay for that, right? Did they pay? For- no, I was nine years old. It yeah. was Camp Sussex. Hey, I thought you, I thought mom was the manager taking in all the money. <laughs> no, 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 no. We were very poor. I grew up very poor mm. in Brownsville neighborhood. My mother was working three jobs. Oh, very struggle. Very tough, tough beginning of life. Tough. You know, it, it's it's funny because you hear these stories about how people in your time growing up grew up poor, grew up tough times, you know, you couldn't understand why you're eating the same type of food every night. You know, people don't realize how much people struggled. When you got older and you started playing in different parts and movies, were you able to do something for mom or do something, you know, and and because she she knew you were acting, but did she know really what you were doing? for mom? Yeah. 
uh, Sid Scheinberg, Lou Wasserman, right. you know those names? Yeah. I did a movie, uh, Nunzio. Yeah. Uh, Donald Nunzio. We shot in Brooklyn. And uh, I used to talk about my mother and get great laughs because my mother was not the typical Jewish mother. She was a card player. Poker. Really? Oh, yeah. And uh, so she's a poker player. She's Romanian. And uh, Paul Muni once said, Romanian Jews have two choices in life, to be either gamblers or actors. <laughs> <laughs> they flew her out here, put her in a limo and the whole thing. And and they put my picture up years ago in uh, 1977 mm. in the uh, commissary in uh, Universal. They put my picture Okay, up. nice. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, not my picture, pictures of James K- Stewart and Ellen Burstyn and, you know, pictures of the movie stars. Sure. And they wanted her to see it and put her at the table there to see the, and she, under the picture, and she looked and she saw it, and she said, you look like a funny-looking Jerry Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> they expected a line like that or something. They can't just compliment you. Exactly. you got to give you a little Italian mother or any mother. they got to give you a little. they got to break your chops. Like uh, Mama Soprano. You yeah, know, yeah. got to break your chops. Right. Yeah, she was, uh, she was classic. You know, you, you think back, so you're able to show mom that you're working, you're doing things. So she things. saw that. Yeah, yeah. The, and that was yeah. special for her to see that. It was special and... Uh, then she saw my name in the papers once, and she said, oh, my God, see, he's got the papers. And that was lovely. Mm-hmm. That was good. Well, God bless uh, Mom. You know, when you think about- She was 93 when we lost her. Yeah, yeah. rest in peace. Yeah. You know, you think back to Mom and, and, and being able to show her and then moving on, like I said, to doing different other movies and even the Mean Streets. You know, you think about that. That's my first movie. Scorsese. Right, right. But how the fuck did they find you? Okay, we. Uh, I had a. Uh, uh, I was a member of a workshop with John Voigt and uh, Richard Dreyfus and myself. We were we were all a member of one workshop. The teacher had left and we kept it going. And John had come to me and said, "I met this guy, really an interesting filmmaker um, named Scorsese. He wants me for a movie." I said, "Oh, really?" He says, "But the other role in this movie is your role." And uh, I want you to meet him. And that's how I met Marty Scorsese. Because Scorsese first went to Voight for the Charlie mm-hmm. role, mm-hmm. to play Charlie, because he found out that Voight had Catholicism uh, possible. He was on his way to, to, yep. the, to the, you know this, mm-hmm. right, and uh, to the seminar, to the whatever you now, did uh, when they said it was your role, did, did but did he tell you what it was for, or did, you know? No, he said I just like this guy. There's something about him. Mm. I saw this other movie, and that's how I met him. But what happened was he dropped out because he said, "Look, I can't do this movie. What am I going to do? Uh, uh, break my nose and dye my hair for your career?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He says I can't do those. Things. I can't play an Italian. He, I said I, I understand everything. I mean, me, I was just happy to be. Sure, that. sure. And, and then I got a call to meet Marty again a while later, and he had already saw the Nero, and he had already knew Harvey from Who's That Knocking, mm-hmm. the first one they did, you know? So that was that. He says, but I want you in this movie. And I said, okay, whatever you want me in. And that was that from Mean Streets. But my heart broke once when I was reading – why Marty cast David Proval in Mean Streets, 
was he was rounder and thicker and he wanted a uh, I was I, I go up and down in weight over my life and I said oh shit I thought it, he saw me work in my workshop I thought it was my my talent it was my fat fat ass that, <laughs> that put me in that movie so I was really upset about that <laughs> what was your first impression of Martin Scorsese um my first impression was this guy's um a young eccentric but there's something very special right away i felt that something mm. very special mm. he, i knew nothing i knew this on a movie set which i still know nothing but i said this guy knows something i saw it move around a movie set he loved being there he he he, he saw something mm. and then when i started working for him he gave me all the freedom in the you can possibly long for an actor for a director to to have that kind sure. of trust trust and and that I knew and I knew that character because mm. I grew up around a lot of times. You know yeah. I mean? yeah, forget about it. Hey, hey, we look at that. What? Well. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Now, I mean, look, first of all, I, I can't even, I, I had to write down what a list there is, but people don't, if people listen, what are I mean. What are Are we doing too much? Or we, no, if people don't, if people, let me explain something to you. This guy, uh, David Proval, okay, has not only been in Mean Streets like we spoke about, Sopranos is Richie Aprio, okay, the Shawshank Redemption, mm. The Phantom, correct me if I'm wrong, mm. Mob Queen, mm. Four Rooms, UHF, mm. uh, Innocent Blood, yeah. the, the Siege, the Monster Squad, yeah. Bookies, Ball of Balls of Fury, <laughs> and he had cameos in the Brady Bunch movie, yeah. Smoking Aces, yeah. uh, television shows, uh, Picket Fences, Boomtown, and Everybody Loves Raymond. Television's been good to me. Really? Why? We're characters. Yeah. I've had great characters on, on television shows. I've had I played a rabbi on, on West Wing. I played a priest on some uh I played uh uh uh, Vietnam vet. Uh, Kojak the Eagleizer, Miami Vice. That was the first episode of uh, Kojak I did. Yeah? Yeah, the with Harvey Keitel. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, television has really been good to me for character work. Really. And, you know, film. Is I mean, I've been lucky, and then uh, things stopped when I, I became ill. You know? Yeah. What happened? You got sick? Mm -hmm. Yeah, very seriously sick. And, uh, how, how's everything been uh, better? Everything's fine. Everything's great. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. You know... Uh, Thank you. Many people obviously know you as Richie Aprile. Yes, of course. From The Sopranos. Of course. Even out here, I asked you when you're out in LA, does people see you and say anything? What do they say to you when they see you, fans? What do they Richie, say? Richie, Richie. Richie! Yeah. It's Richie mostly. You know, I'll tell you, the cop came up to me. Two of the greatest compliments I've ever gotten as an actor was when um, a wise guy came up to me in an airport. Uh, I had to get on the plane uh, because I was late. And he came up to me, and I I know a wise guy because I... Yeah, for sure, for right. sure, yeah. And he said to me, I want you to take a picture with my wife. I said, <laughs> I, I'm running, I, gotta, I, have to, I have to get on the plane. But, you know, he said, say hello to Jamesy. I said, who? He said, Jamesy. So I'm supposed to know who Jamesy is. So I said, oh, okay, okay. He says, take a picture with my wife. I said, I can't, I, I'm running. And then he grabbed my arm. He did. He said, you're not going to take a picture with my wife? 
It was very, I did take a picture with his wife, by the way. (laughs) But it was a great compliment because he got hurt by it. Yeah. You know, he didn't get angry. He got hurt. Like we were, you know, there was something about it. It's classic. (laughs) Yeah, right. You you know, before we went on air, you were telling me uh, about, obviously, we speak about Richie Aprile. Everybody knows about the jacket, the jacket that you gave Tony Soprano. Yeah, people bring that up. People bring it up, and we have news that it recently was auctioned off for like $10,000. Absolutely. Yeah. I was told that in, in uh, Niagara Falls uh, last month. Really? Yep. Now, with David Chase, when they, when they, did they come to you with this part about the fucking jacket? Like, or did you, did, was that improv a little no, bit? Or? No, it was David. It was David. And the only thing about it was, I remember saying, he looked like, and he just passed away. Um, Gandafim? No, no, no. Uh-huh. Uh, Robert, uh, you're going to look like Robert Devins, right? Yes, 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 yes. And I said, and the, so who knows who Robert, you know, how many people really know Robert? Yeah, who, who that guy is. I yeah. said, Bert Lancaster, I would say, or, you know, and he was insistent, I think, David Chase was to say Robert Evans. I think it was something personal with him. He wanted to say Robert Evans. That's what I remember about that scene. I didn't want to. And the belt, the belt. Yeah, yeah. The- <laughs> uh, well, listen, now that we're on Sopranos, Richie Aprile, what, how did this even happen? How, does, how, did, how do you, David Proval, even, like, did you know that they were casting for this? I did a Rockford Files. Uh, a lead character, mob guy, uh, who was on lithium. And when he didn't have his lithium, his prescription, he became very feisty. And uh, uh, James Garner is the lead and the executive producer, and they cast me in this role. Uh, The writer was David Chase. Mm. One day in the van going to a location, I hear David Chase talk about this character, Joe Adamo. I turn, I said, I played a character named Joe Adamo. He says, and David said, I know, I wrote it. And I said, backing out, right? Oh, God, I insulted the king. Oh, my God. Oh, I said, I I knew that. And he says, no, you didn't. You're a fucking liar. You didn't know that. You know that. You didn't know that. And I didn't know it. But that's how I met David. I played a character of his. And then they had me in when they were casting Sopranos. And uh, I know there was, for, for, for Tony Soprano, for the lead. Wait, so they, they brought you in to... For, to play Tony. Really? Yeah, initially. And, and, and how did that go? Uh, they called me back. And uh, there was an offer to Chaz Palmateri, I heard. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yep. Uh, I heard about true, that too. Yes. And they were honest and they said, you're too, you look too right. And they were right. Uh, if I moved in, I'd look like some sure. mob okay. guy. Yeah, right. yeah, sure, I get it. I get <laughs> it. So I look too right. And uh, uh, okay, but we're going to find something. I remember. And that's. Was, 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 was Sopranos already going at that time? No, they were casting. Still. Okay, okay. And then I heard James got it. And they had a first season. I wasn't a pop. You know, I didn't know that. Then they called me in, and I read for the casting person, John uh, Walken. Yep. Um, what did I say, Joanna Walken? Walken. And um, it was just a reading for her. 
And I didn't think anything was going to happen. But she ran. She said, oh, where, where, where are you staying? And blah, blah, blah. And I'm here on a couch in New York or whatever. And then I got home to L.A. And they called me. I flew back to New York, went back to L.A. And then they called me back three times. To, to do what? More cast? To, to well, the last time I went there, who was there? Um, uh, who was there was uh, Jimmy Russo. Good actor. Mm -hmm. Really good actor. And a great at Robert Pastorelli mm. was there. They still had three guys and me. So, so and I went. I can't think of this. Shit. So, so all of them were were trying out for Richie Aprile. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, still to the last day. And HBO was right. There. Yeah, it's a killer, man. It's a killer. And you know, you. you, you <laughs> so did you feel? Did you feel? I know. Obviously, I I could tell as you're speaking about it. It was a little, you know, anxiety and frustration. Like, oh my god, you're going back and forth. They didn't know that. No, no I know they didn't know that. Anyway. But did you feel in your heart of hearts that you were going to get that part? I felt I knew the music. And there was a particular line that uh, I, it was Frank uh, um, Frank Pirelli, Frank the one of the writers on the first season. Yep. Yep. Okay. Please I, don't worry about it, Frank. Frank. Anyway, uh, he wrote a line, and the line was, uh, "He's in the pizza place with with Beansy." And he says to Beans, he asks him a question about uh, how much is this grind out a, a, a month? Uh, no, how much you get out of this a month? Or something like that. And Beans said, well, it's a grind. And there's a response is, that's not what I ask you. And I remember that response. <laughs> and I know guys who... When you when they had that kind of response, there's trouble right now. Yeah, sure, it's brewing. <laughs> the, the flame is lit. Yeah. And he wrote it. It's a beautiful line. Renzulli, Frank Renzulli. Okay. Frank Renzulli, it's a beautiful line. And I said, I can I can taste that line. I can smell that line. I can ingest that line. I know this character. Mm. And David knew I knew it. Mm. And 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 so did he formally say You got the part? Like, did how, how did you know you got the part? Because keep in mind, you're going back and forth from L.A. to New York. The agent called right away. Who, who called? The, uh, his, his, uh, Here's what I did. Yeah. I went back to the hotel room. I went. I was across the street from the museum, and I went into the museum. I was so disgusted. with. I wanted it so badly. The first season was so brilliant, and I wanted to be part of sure. this thing, this event. And... Uh, Uh, I went to the museum for some strange reason. I ran, the, the dinosaur was right in front of me. This is all, and, and I, I said, if I was this big, they wouldn't give me this role. I remember saying that to myself. But to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was going nuts. I went out, went back to the room, phone rang. You got it. Really? Yeah. How'd you feel? Elevate, uh, levitating. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. You celebrated. You have a drink. You go out to eat. What, like, what, what do you do? Because here's the thing: you live, you live, you live the. I called Cheryl. She was in LA. Your wife, right, right away. Yeah. yeah. And and and, and uh, she knew already or something. Really? I think so. Who knows? That's why you knew she was the right one. For yeah. You. yeah. You know, you, you lived. How old are you? Seventy. 
Peanut man, what's new? You're seasoned. 77. 77. 77 years old. Did you take, when you had, when you got these roles, like in the Sopranos or anything, did you take the time to celebrate them? You know how some people don't celebrate their wins? They, right. they keep on thinking there's a finish line. Right. Did 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 you take like did you take a moment? Did you go out? Did you buy buy yourself a, a new car? Did you um, you know? No. What I uh, what happens with the few times it's happened in Soprano was one of those was um, my mother's superstition. My mother's a Romanian, a Romanian Jewish yes. princess who is so when good things happen. Don't celebrate because they'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> Shit like that, you know. Don't don't put the the uh, the, 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 the the horns on it. Sure, sure. The Malik. The Malik. My mother spoke Italian, by the way, because she spoke Romanian, and there's similar. Yeah, similar. Yeah. yeah so, so, and 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 that was ingrained and ran in my blood. So something good happened. I went okay. Let's just shut it down and just do the job. It's a terrible thing to happen, but uh, I've learned better to 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 uh, celebrate mm. a little late in life. It doesn't matter. Never too late. You're still living. You, you know. You, you, How do I look? Do I look? You're right? good. You're real good. You're uh, good. You look like a real Rockefeller. You know? I look like a Rockefeller. <laughs> How old are you? You're a kid. You're about um, 40. 44. Well, but kid, but, but kid, kid, I. I you got I, an old soul, but something about you that's yeah, older. Thank you. Thank yeah, no, you. really. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm impressed with that. Thank you, you. You got like an old soul about you. I appreciate that. You know, especially it, how you're handling this. Brooklyn guys, we, we connect. You know, you, we do. You know, um, I want to get a little bit more into your, the, you know, Richie Aprile and the character you played on Sopranos. You know what? Let's take a quick break. Sitting here with the one and only David Proval. Okay. You know him in many different shows and TV appearances and characters and everything. Mm. But uh, one one real important one is Richie Aprile. Okay. That's true. That Italian guy. You know, he did time in the joint. That's uh, true. He did. He did. 10 years. 10 years he did. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. Hey, this is Federico Castelluccio, Furio Junta of The Sopranos. And this is a stupid fucking podcast. Premium Pete. What the fuck do you know? Internet's and we're back sitting here with David Porval, Richie Aprile, so many different other character names. You know, everybody loves Raymond. How did you, how did you get into TV? Like, did you do? You, did you have to have like a manager or a, a booking agent, or did you know about this stuff like early on? Because when you started, it was early. You know. Yeah, uh, television was uh, when I started was. Not a good thing to be doing. Mm. Why do you say that? Because what they felt was the good film directors didn't want somebody in uh, in their movie that an audience can see every week mm. or get a, a predetermined feeling about the the actor idea. Uh, it was a bad thing at the time. It's quite in total reverse now. It's means nothing it was ridiculous but um tv uh was has been very good to me uh i played uh, yeah miami vice yeah. so so many we you know we were going over before we went on break we were going over all the characters you played but now let me ask some 
when when you started to make a living, you know, a livelihood out of uh, acting, did you ever think to yourself that uh, you're doing what you love? Like, this is fun? Like, kind of like where, you know, people say like, oh, you know, ball players, whether it be basketball or baseball or football, they're getting paid to play baseball or basketball and make good money from it. And I'm sure it took you yeah. a, a while to make money in the beginning. I'm sure it was a, so, you know, different type of things. But did you ever take that moment to realize like, hey, I'm being myself and acting while uh, and, and, and then turned it into your, your livelihood, you know? The first time I got paid for it, I thought it was uh, the most Do you remember ridiculous. your first check? Um first check was wait a second um no i don't i'm i, I remember when I, we got paid on mean streets it was a uh favorite nations uh contract and everybody mm. got the same money so i got paid the same as bob and <laughs> really how much was that was that a lot of money that was 620 dollars a week <laughs> holy shit are you serious that's i remember yeah. how many weeks and i remember seeing the check and i said thank well i did was laugh for a week you know and that's how i always shit. felt like getting paid was a mistake of somebody's yes yeah. somebody's uh yeah it's and I never, um, because, well, I never got to that point. And when I got into television, I, I got paid respectfully. Uh, but it was never a priority. Mm. Always the role. And, sure. and just to work was a miracle. Sure. That's it. You know, when, when we go back and we think about The Sopranos and the character of Richie Aprile, mm. Some of the lines, to, uh, you know, are, are legendary. Not only we, we spoke about the jacket yes. and how, you know, David Chase had this, you know. But then when you think about the lines and, you know, we were talking when we were on the break about how, you know, and it, that you're going to build a ramp up to your ass and drive a line up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or the other one where we speak about, I'm going to put your arms where, you, where, where your, your legs, legs are. are. You know, again, was, the, was that fully written? Were you able to ever stretch or, or or expand on anything you know steve um buscemi no not steve buscemi the director on uh on soprano steve yeah i'm bad it's all good norma steve uh, stevie boy yeah steve who is you know favorite sunday that day we were shooting the thing about your legs your arms gave me a, a wonderful piece of direction and he said it's sexual mm. And uh, I got it. <laughs> how did he say it? I think I know how to interpret. Well, what you're saying to this guy, a guy who 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 enjoys the payment for his uh, fear peddling, <laughs> he sees, and it's sexual. It becomes sexual. <laughs> I mean, there are guys who have said Yeah, that. sure, sure. Yeah, yeah right. Sure. Like I said, knock them out, I get a hot on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there are there are guys like that, especially wise guys. Was, yeah, you right. Know? You know, obviously, um, you, you you got to play a lot of different scenes with the, the legend, James Gandolfini. Mm -hmm. um, some of them, I mean, I, I remember, too, when a couple of parts with Uncle Junior and you came to see him and and he's like, ah, your nephew has all these jokes you were saying, Richie Aprile, you know. How was it, play, you know, and I, and I asked this obviously as a lot of different people who played in The Sopranos, but how was it playing with uh, Gandolfini? 
uh, he, a young man, also, something I said to you about also, a leader, mm-hmm. a young man, but yet a leader, real strength, real strength about him, and a generosity about him, and something that leaders have, real leaders have, and a love for his fellow, for his comrades, for his, for his people. He, he has big guy, a lot of love. As big as he was, you can feel it. You can feel love from him. Mm. He wanted me to stay on that show. He wanted me to share the show with him. He wanted, he's just uh, very rare. A heart, such a heart and bright, really bright man. Very intelligent Mm. guy. Do you remember where you were when you found the news that he passed away? I was in, in the lobby waiting for my friend Karen Black. Well, I was about to do a play with great actress Karen Black, mm-hmm. and she was very, very ill, and we're not we were, we were losing Karen. And I got a call, and somebody said, "This is the New York Post. They we want your response." And I said, "Oh," then they told me, and I didn't believe it. I hung up, and then they called back, and that's how I found out. Mm. Yeah, and I'm waiting for my other friend there, who's very ill. Mm. <sighs> wow. Well, you know, it's uh it's 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 tough when you lose people, especially like him, you know, it's funny how people would say they, you didn't realize how talented he was. A lot of people with the ducks and 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 then we sit back and we think about Chaz and Chaz is a tremendous actor, but Tony played that part. Born to play it. There, there wouldn't be a Sopranos without uh Gandolfini. No, there wouldn't be. It. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Chase knows that. Yeah. People know that the writing was excellent, but there wouldn't be. That was one of those moments. It's, it's comparable to Brando with Streetcar. Yep. You know, born to play the role and to affect people the way he affected them in that role. People used to, I mean, even myself, you know, used to run home on Sunday nights. Sunday nights haven't been the same since Sopranos went off of TV. Right. You know, now. Now, let's take him. Obviously, you have so many different parts. I remember, you know, dating Janice, uh, yeah. which was Tony as a sister, for those listening who may not know. Because um, there are people just catching up on The Sopranos. Uh, this I speak, is a new audience. Yeah. yeah. yeah you know, and, and it's funny. Uh, you know, and that's good. That's a good thing. Um, the gun part where you put it to a head during sex or. Or even the when she got when she said something to you about you know if your son was gay and you punched her in the face, it, was that was that you or they did like a stunt you know you know how some, that was no yeah, yeah. Uh, no I threw the punch yes and they trusted me we rehearsed it and no I had to control I remember that um, I was. You know, uh, the disappointment, of course, I knew uh, for about two weeks that I wasn't going to be on this. So, what did they do? They called you in? And- yeah, he calls. And I, so, David Chase calls you in? Yeah, I said, is this a reprieve? And he said, I wish it were. I can't do this. It's written. Yeah. And, 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 and But I knew it. I knew it. But how does, how does, how does an, I'm not an actor. So, how does an actor take being basically told I mean, respectfully, it's kind of like you're off the you're off yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this comes also with a lot of other things. People are like, oh, the character's gone, but also the money's gone. Yes, you know what I mean, it's like, yes. bro, for, you, for other people watching, it's a fucking TV show. Yeah, oh, what character? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. it's your life. You're busy. It's your, it's your, it's your, 
And, and uh, not only, well, I thought that, um, and it did happen, and then I became ill, that this was a great calling card for me, finally. I mean, I've had a few before that. Sure. But I said, because I think they have, they all were very positive about the second season. It was amazing what they did for me on opening night at the Ziegfeld, what they mm. did for Richie April. It was amazing what they did. And HBO wanted me, and they gave me offers. I just went in for an HBO show, but... Uh, Things changed. I became ill, and I now now. What about um? So the ending that was written, obviously by chasing them, you know, where Janice shot you. Yeah, you gave her the punch. Um, even but what about what about the gun with the sex scene? What, what was that about? Who who? I didn't like it. I I, I didn't think of, I, I said I, I went to Dave and Jimmy said don't do it. I won't do it. Nobody does. <laughs> Why you told you told Gandafini you didn't like it first? Yeah, I yeah. said because the maid guy, you know, guys to some you know Bhutan maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. but not to a fiance especially the bosses uh, and I thought it was out of character I just wanted to see it I didn't want to do it and I went to David and David said well does that mean you don't like you, you disagree with my vision and I said no I love your vision I love the show I love everything but he wouldn't be doing this he wouldn't do this this character wouldn't do this because of, he said but this is a show and he was right I was just under the scene, and he knew it. <laughs> oh, shit. So, David, I came out, and, uh, and Jimmy said to me, I think you just blew the show. I don't know what you did. But uh, I hope I see him at the show. Someone said he might be there. Yeah. Who? I don't know. Someone said it. About Chase? Yeah, yeah he won't come. That's why I was saying who. I was joking around. You know? Oh, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? No, no, he won't. Hey, well, listen. I saw him at the uh, vinyl uh premiere listen i think uh with sopranos con coming up november 23rd and 24th at the meadowlands in new jersey which you'll be there people will get a chance to see you say hello take a picture get an autograph yeah. and really experience the sopranos that's what i love about what the sopranos con is doing it's not just you know a meeting of richie april which is really david Proval, but it's seeing they're gonna have tony sopranos escalate there did you know about this the Escalade that he drove, the cream one. That's oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the car that uh, uh, Silvio was shot in, the caddy. Oh, yeah. That's going to be there. Um, they're going to have, they have, uh, I forgot who the girl's name is, but she did all the the uh, outfits. She's going to be there. She got tons of mannequins and, and, and the outfits. And actually, speaking of outfits, you wore some amazing mob fucking outfits. <laughs> Now, again, is this something for people <laughs> soon who don't know? Is that something that you picked out? No. Okay. Did you ever no. say, like, I don't like this one? Or you just- no, 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 no. The, the, those wardrobe people had a connection in Brooklyn who had all these uh, mob guy clothing or something. They found a, uh, and everything was, I thought, perfect. Mm. Mm. This stuff. It was the shoes. Everything was perfect. Now, now, who do you still speak to from the Sopranos? I know Federico, which is yeah, Fiorio, Michael, Michael Imperio. Now, you did a movie with Michael Imperio, Christopher Maltesanti, who you know played on the Sopranos. Yes. Uh, was it Cabaret? Cabaret Maxime. How, how was that? Uh, it was 
I describe the movie as Michael's, and I have not seen it, but what I've, what I've read and what I've seen of the sets, I describe it as Casablanca meets The Wizard of Oz. Mm. Okay? And it's... Uh, That's classic. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Michael's uh, turn at playing a romantic lead mm. and uh, does it well. Uh, it's his Rick. It's his Humphrey Bogart. It's, uh, and it's a guy who owns... Uh, a uh, dance club who's about to go out of business because uh, the old mob guy or wherever uh, mm. mob guy is has other plans for the neighborhood. It's Bruno de Almedia, interesting guy, directed it, and I think it's going to get a week's run to see if sure. it can gather up some notices or you know, something. Yeah. Now, now, what about uh, you? Also, did a movie. I did with a Federico? movie, Brooklyn Banco, uh, with um, with Federico, and we did it, shot it. Federico did the the uh, a short of it, won awards, and we did the full length film. Uh, and he made a really good movie, to, a good story to tell uh, about temptation and about resistance and about giving in and about whatever it is the world. You know, you know. Back to Sopranos for a second. When you deal with the casting table, you deal with being in. What would you? When you look back on those moments, what would you say is your favorite? Like your highlight? Do you remember like whether it be off camera, on camera? You know, I'm. There was times when I'm sure they had craft services there while you were there. Maybe it was. You know, do you remember moments that you really enjoyed there that were like highlights that you look back on? Um, I enjoyed mostly the uh, arrogance of Richie Aprils, and I was allowed to behave in a certain way on set, and I did it. This, this. You were you were a mean bastard. I think the the guys always liked it. The girls didn't like it. Oh what? But yeah, I I, I I was able to play games and. Uh, Did you have to hype yourself up to be that way? Like you had to get mad or fucking, uh, you know, carry yourself a certain way, drink a soda or or, or a shot of whiskey or you know what you I mean? You invite into your psyche into your system. A, 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 a kind of trend, a, a thought process. A, a, you invite the character and you allow the character to come in because I have a familiarity with the characters and I know what I feel about, like a, I step outside Richie Pearl, I know what I feel about Richie Pearl. Sure. And I know what I don't like about Richie Pearl. And what I do like about Richie Pearl, so my whole point is this, is that uh, Believe it or not, after a while, David Provost is n- nothing like what you prove. Mm, mm. Totally different guy. Totally different guy. I think now you know, right? You see, yeah, of course. He's a good fella. Still a good fella. <laughs> Still a good fella. Just a different type of guy. Yeah. Richie was a, a hard nose. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. He was a, you know, in Tony's words, he probably would say he's a hard-nosed cocksucker. Exactly. And, Excuse and, my language. No, no, that's, that's exactly Because we're in the... And you have to invite a particular kind of attitude in, which became, after a while, uh, uncomfortable. Sure. 
It does. It becomes, oh, I'm going to take this. Um, I don't want to do this. I don't want to look like this anymore. I don't want to comb my hair this way. <laughs> you, you, you know, I, I always tell people when people are doing something that people think is special, you know, other people don't realize it's regular life too. Meaning like you may have had to shoot the Sopranos and, you know, you got into an argument with your wife or, or you, sure. or, or your, or, or your, your cousin passed away or, you know, but people look at it like, oh, Richie, pretty, you know, they just want like that character. Do you remember moments when, you know, like a low moment that, you know, yeah, the day my daughter had my granddaughter gave birth to my granddaughter was the day we were shooting the gun to the head. Mm. Uh, of Janice. Of Janice. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the AD came in and said, you just had a, and told me. And I said, okay, here's what I got to do. I got to leave this set and get out of here. And I walked outside the Silver Cup Studios in Queens. Yep. And I cried. I became emotional. My daughter had a baby. And... Then I, and I got it. Then that's nothing to do with Richie April and Richie April's response might not have been that what I had that day. And so that's that's special. Yeah, that's special. So, so you got you look. You still you still act, acting. You know, Michael Imperial, uh, Imperial, and Federico Casalis. You've done two different uh, sure. shows with them. That's great. You know, you, you you'll, you'll be at Sopranos Con. Yes. Be able to people will be able to you know meet you say hello like I said take a picture yeah, Sopranos yeah, yeah. Con I've done a couple of these but- November twenty third and twenty fourth at the Meadowlands in New Jersey David Proval that's him but Richie April a lot of you are going to be looking for where the fuck is Richie April he, he's right here all right well, well maybe huh? <laughs> um, I'll get into character a bit. Yeah, I know, right? Well, that would be I funny. Hey, listen, it's going to be good. But listen, um, it really was a pleasure for you to invite us to your house to sit down and go over your journey. You know, it's kind of hard to ever go over someone's journey in uh, 45 minutes or an hour or whatever this is. Yeah, right. But, you know, because you lived a, a long life, long life. Um, survived a lot of different things. And you gave us a lot of laughs and memories on probably, I would have to say, one of the best TV shows that was ever on TV. Absolutely. You know, and as an Italian, I say that, you know, because I remember when The Sopranos was just coming out, I said to myself, I hope this is no cardboard gangster type shit. Because a lot of times you'll get that where it's like, oh, Vinny, bada boom, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was so authentic. It was so real. It was so. It was so special. <laughs> and and you know, let me ask you: did 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 they have like you no? Know, I forgot who said this. I think maybe uh, I forgot who I had on. Maybe it was a uh, uh, I forgot what actor I had on my show before. But he was explaining how sometimes they called in. Oh no, no, I read about it on Goodfellas that Scorsese had mob members come in, like real mob guys come in, just to help. With the actors, learn uh, a little bit about different stuff like that, yeah. you know, and, 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 and learn. You know, you obviously grew up in the neighborhood, <laughs> so it was like second nature for you. But some- and, and De Niro, too. De Niro grew up downtown. Yeah. He, he knew, you know, we had um, the guys to study. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. When's the last time you seen Bob? Oh, not many, a long, long time. I don't remember. Yeah. Do not remember. Now I saw out. Marty at the uh, 
um, vinyl rap party, and then I saw him at the screening of his movie. Oh, uh, the Irishman. Yeah. What do you say to you? Oh, uh, the vinyl party. He said, "If we get picked up, uh, I I want you to do. I want to direct you in a few shows." I said, "Tell him, you don't have to say that. You make me feel." Good. Yeah, yeah. How you doing? I, I said, "No, no. Out. I mean it because I saw you. He was very emotional. He was hugging. It was very nice." Salute to Scorsese. I mean, he put the. Have you ever met him? No, I never met him. No. I would love to meet him. I mean, brilliant he, guy yeah. in many ways. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just look for all his contributions. You know, he's forever. The guy's a legend. You know? yeah. I mean, it's, you know, Goodfellas, you think about it, so ahead of its time. Again, that's another show, not show, another movie that was so ahead of its time. What that the way it, 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 think about how, how many years ago it was, but how, uh, how ahead of he was of how he had the scenes and how people acted and how people carried things out yeah. and how real it was mm. and how it depicted. Uh, a storyline, you know, the guy's a legend. But listen, um, I'm, I'm again, I'm thankful that we were able to sit down with you. David Praval uh, played on so many different uh, shows and, and movies. Yeah. You know, he'll be at Sopranos Con November 23rd and 24th. If you listen to this before, you know, obviously, if you listen to it after, then check for other things. I feel like there's going to be, they're going to be doing a bunch of more uh, different stuff. But listen, I wish you healthiness. Happiness, um, and as I'm going to say this to an Italian, Richie Aprile, Chindana uh, Chabelle. Yeah, thank you. you know? So, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. You, this is most unexpected. Yeah. Really. Oh, yeah, especially showing up at your house, you know? It's yeah, like, no, no. <laughs> You're great. You're great. Yeah. I thank love, you. I love what you did here. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, thank you. you know, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back the truck up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Don't get out of line, Richie. All right. All no, right. No. Internet's David Proval.